Nah, he sound, it sounds fire. It sounds fire. Like, we got Boog. I, Boog, I had to get... I had to get you on here to talk about your bulls, man. Yeah. And it's funny because the last one, the last pod that we did, this was like one of the main stories of the day. But I forgot to say, I forgot to talk about it, only to have the shit blow up from from the weekend. Like now it's a real story. Yeah. Now we got layers. We do got layers, yeah. and we got we got Boog mic'd up. What's good? Welcome to another few sessions here at Rover City Sports Talk. What up? What up? What up? Bryce Trost, Anwar Jones, Boog Matthews on the horn. Hey. We got Boog just for a little bit here. We do, we do. So you want to start with Chicago? You might as well. Of course. While we got him. Of course. Is this a revolt, Boog? Is this a revolt? Who's the problem in Chicago? Is it Garbacks? Is it ownership, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, or is it the coaching from Fred Hoiberg and now Jim Bolin? What's the what's the problem? I mean, it it'll be easy to to blame a little bit of everybody for a part of it, but just to keep it simple, it's God Paxton and Jerry Reinsdorf, my my owner. Their way, their way of doing things and conducting business is not efficient. And you got the same guys in place making bonehead decisions, killing the culture, not establishing the culture, and now you switching it up again and trying to put in a coach that thinks he's teaching high school basketball, like coaching high school basketball. Like, so, that's asinine to think you finna ask a bunch of, you know, a uh, mix of, you know, uh, veterans and rookies and people that's making millions of dollars and threatening them with wins. Like, come on, yo, like, like the game is happening. You have to evolve past that, past that type of discipline. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to go towards, more towards trans- transformational leadership. Somebody that the, the players believe in. Somebody that can get through with them on a resume and they work. Not no exercise. All you're going to do is piss these guys off. And not only that, but you ain't got the type of guys that's going to listen to that kind of discipline. Everybody keep talking about yeah. Pop and how Pop was a hard-nosed guy. Well, guess what? Pop wasn't, a, he wasn't original. You know what I'm saying? But Pop, you got to have, what? like, you got to have the respect. You got to have the respect. You got to exactly. have the cash. And, like, and then you got to have the You also have to have the buy-in of a generational superstar that can set the standard for the rest of the guys. I don't care what they say about Parker and Ginobili. If Tim Duncan was wild and it wasn't with the program, Ginobili and Parker wouldn't have been. Everything started with Tim Duncan's willingness to be coached a certain type of way. But ain't nobody allowing themselves to be coached this way uh, no more. Except now for look, maybe Giannis. Now look at the difference. Look at the difference. You got Tim. We talk about Tim Duncan here. And then the person who's leading the revolt, I, it's widely assumed. It's not widely assumed. I mean, it was pretty much confirmed that, is. that Zach Levine was the guy that was the most boisterous, and and uh, and Justin Holiday. Um, well, we, are, we we knew that we knew that yesterday when we talked, right? Like, like dog, yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Because we were already mean, we were already talking about mean, getting rid of him for a first round pick, and that's that's even. It's even hard looking Levine. at some of the trades for Levine. I think the one that we probably liked the most was uh, him going to Philly. Philly for what? Uh, for uh, Markel, Markel, Fo- okay. Markel folks, and uh, um, imagine that, and a first rounder. Imagine that. I mean, that, I mean that's oh, you oh, and a first rounder too, huh? 
I think I think it'll be a late first. It'll be a late first rounder. Them yeah, give them that first. Give them because I mean, you think if you're adding in Levine to that squad, you're getting a twenty. You're getting a twenty point score off the bench. Yeah. Now is he gonna be personality wise off the bench? I, he's starting. Ready coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. Or would you would you want to break that up? I probably want to sell it to him like, hey, the second unit is yours. We're gonna sub out Embiid, and it's gonna be you and uh, it's gonna be Ben Simmons and you running a two man game. Like, how many blocks yeah. is he gonna get? Well, enough of that hypothetical. I need to fix my team. And well, I'm trying to help. I, I have no. Being that Every, I have an MBA and, and project management, I feel like I can give it a better go than these two let's go. knuckleheads that's in there right now. You get us in the door, I'll be the assistant in that in that round. Yeah. No, I'll yeah. let you run the show, please. <laughs> Just listen to me. You that's got, it. You got, you know, the, you got the MBA. I GM, I'll be the assistant. You know what I mean. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a humility issue. But my my thing is, it's just like you gotta have a better, you you gotta have a coach that can reach these guys on a personal level. It can't be through physical intimidation. Yeah, you know I what mean, I'm saying? Like you, these boys can run wind sprints forever. These are you know some of the most conditioned people in the world. You can't smoke them. Like by the time they get exhausted, he'd probably be exhausted blowing that damn whistle. Which, Keep it a whole buck. So it can't be that. And which leads me to my next point. Getting that coach out there. Jalen Rose said it best. Um, Jawan Howard. Yes. Oh, bring him to, uh, bring him back bring to Chicago. Him. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah, that. Bring I like Chicago that. Players coach. Because you got, know what? That got, got credibility in the league. Yep. He got credibility in the league. He's still young enough to yeah. to be able to, you know, understand the mindset of the current player. He's yeah. cool enough. And he got, you know, he'll have co-signs by the likes of Dwayne Wade and and and, and LeBron James and such, man. Like, yeah. you got to well, get somebody that can appeal to these guys. It can't be when I blow the whistle run. I, I just don't believe. Now, I, 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 my team ain't need that. You know who else you I like? If, if we got condition issues, we got condition issues. But it ain't going to be done in no practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's just too that's too yeah. one-dimensional of an approach for a time like this, where everything is changing, the way they play is changing, the way they prepare is changing, their mentality is changing, what they think is important is changing, and you're gonna bring in somebody that's acting like a drill sergeant, they're gonna tell him FOH every time. Yeah. Every time. I think you make a good point, because I mean I was on the notes like when you lose by 56, you don't really have much to say in as terms of coaching and what you have to do because Y'all just got blown out. So something has to change. And and we just fired a coach. So you guys got to buy in after a performance like that. And I can understand them doing like a two-hour practice, but then doing it multiple times. I mean, you can, I can see where it's, it, it becomes, it becomes ridiculous. Like to a, to a standpoint, like you, it's going to be a gradual change. It's a culture change Monotonous. that you have, that you have to, that you have to establish. But anybody coming in at the same time though, all those guys that were on that, like the, they were agreeing to, to boycott and calling the, end, the, uh, the Players Association and all that stuff, complaining about this. Like, at, like y'all, I don't know how much of a future they gonna have with the with the team. Like, you trying to sit out practice and do this? Like, I don't I don't see how. Yo. I don't see how you guys have enough. Anybody on that squad does not have the cachet to be sitting out practice. Yeah. Calling 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 a boycott to the practice. Over over a two hour like over somebody just doing a, a longer practice. Like I think that's kind of ridiculous. 
Well, but it was kind of ridiculous also. And, I, you know, me, I'm not even a player first kind of guy. Like, I'm more of an old school kind of team guy. So for me to be taking this stance, you know, just shows the, the level of frustration with my management. And some of it bleeds into... It's that. management. It ain't, it, it's it ain't even management. all about boiling or the practices. I think it's, it's them, the whole picture. Like, you abruptly, you abruptly fire a coach that you brought in to play this type of game. His marquee players was out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so, so okay, fine. You, you fire him, but then you bring in this hard-nosed guy that's remnant of the guy you just fired. But since he wasn't in the boys' club, yo, then he had to go. Yo, you're talking about like, too many. You're talking about too many coaches. It, this, 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 uh, John Paxson and uh, and, and um, Gar Foreman, they've had way too many reboots. There's too many times that they've been allowed to do a rebuild and getting bring in a new regime, bring a new coaching regime, bring in new players, new young players, and all this stuff. Like y'all failed multiple times. It's going on what 15? Is it is it 15 years now? Almost 20 years. Like from when 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 like they were the regime after Kraus. So that's you know dating back oh, to wow. 2000. You know what I mean? Wow. So Paxton was first decades. and then wow. Foreman That's came in shortly thereafter. But, you know, for them to have as many opportunities they've had to build a team, like you just hit it on the head. Like how many like reasons you get my like Sam, no way there should how be many? no regime in management twice. with that kind of longevity, with that type of infertility ass record. Like and, and like, straight like, up, like we we struck gold, we struck gold. In, in, in the middle of that process, uh, shout out to you know them for you know uh, selecting their roles. Over you know, but that, that saved their job. But, I mean, it's just, they it's were a couple of things out. they did right. They did some things right. But here's the thing: what have you done for me lately? The city and would not have let them not take their roles, right? Would, huh? the city, would the city have allowed them to, to, to take Michael Beasley over? Well, Derrick I mean, Rose? how many? But how many? Oh no, no, the, the, city, the city would, would not have allowed that. The thing. But hold on. But here's the thing. All I'm saying is they still had to make the right move. And back to me and you having the argument back in the day. You thought Beasley should have went number until, one. Until I saw Beasley with a SpongeBob backpack. I did too. And then yeah, I but, was that like, was, but that I was, but that was after I mean, they, you saw him in Kansas State. State. That was, it it was, was more of a roster construction with, right, well, with what they had. Go, no, no, no. I, I was on the same Please. page as Anwar. I saw him at K State and he looked like he was NBA ready. Yeah, he and, did and look like what? he really did. And not only that, not only and, and, and again, yo, yo, yo. We yo, were comparing the, him the to a left-handed Melo. The rationale for yeah. you, the rationale for you picking him made sense. It made perfect basketball sense. It's what we needed. Not only did he get busy in college the way he did, but he was projected to be had, able to do a similar thing in the league, and that's what we needed on that team. And you had we needed guards. A, uh, we needed, we had guards. We had Kirk Heinrich and Ben Gordon, yeah. and then we had um, Luau Dang. All we needed was a four to yeah. go with Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, I mean, right? he was, so he the logical perfect, thing right. would have been to go with the safe six ten guy that's going to potentially put up twenty and ten on a team that needs a four. But I tell you, once right? I saw him with that SpongeBob backpack, it was a wrap for me. But here's the thing: here's the thing: <laughs> here's the thing. Regardless of any of that, where, where, regardless of any of that, where are we going for? In Chicago, we are known to be look, fam. I've gotten to you with, with arguments over my management in the past, and I stopped doing that a couple years back. But my team, my city, they still putting up get rid of guard, um, guard packs. 
billboards around the city. Fans are funding advertisement to get them out of there. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it it's gotta time. mean something. It's time. Nobody believe. Nobody believes in them. You need no more free people. agent. No free agent around the league. Trust them. You know what it's how like. How the hell we gonna? How the hell we gonna get a look, marquee player look. when can't nobody speak well on the management it's, that you going to? It's just what we did with the with the Lakers. Like with Kupchak in there, who was who had been there for almost twenty years, and uh, and Jim Buss, like nobody wanted to speak, nobody wanted to talk to us, nobody nobody wanted to take any meetings. Like you've developed that reputation, we've are we already know what y'all about. We don't even want to talk to y'all. Y'all still have the same people out here doing the same things, making the same mistakes over and over again, and players don't players know. That's not you haven't gotten a a, a marquee free agent. Ever, Carl, uh, Carlos, Carlos Boozer was the, la- that, was the last. Was, a, was the last and that one? Was a, and that was the last resort. He literally was number six on that list. Yeah. He was number six on the list. It was LeBron, D Wade, Chris Bosh, Joe Johnson, Amari Stoudemire, Carlos Boozer. But it was—I mean—that was even big. You were—you was. You was uh, you was uh, you was excited when you when you got Boozer like that was. I uh, was fake excited. Yeah, was, uh, you were happy about it. It just didn't I work out with Derrick Rose not being a, a better you know pick and roll partner with him. Oh, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I like the acquisition because we needed a player, and we got a at the time was supposed to be an all star caliber, but it was one of those damn man. After out of all the players, that's the one we got. Boozer <laughs> was still an all star. was still an all star though. Happy, happy that I got a player. Yes, but elated? No, I wasn't elated. I think that was more so of how of how the Bulls used him. I thought I remember I used to always complain to you like Derrick Rose needs to be able to use him more in pick and rolls because it developed like more of like a like a. I didn't like that about Derrick Rose not being a great facilitator. Yeah, but I also need a player that's gonna come in. Shout out to Derrick Rose being back though. I need a, I need I need a guy to come in that's gonna figure it out at that I, point. But that's that, 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 that's already passed. Ain't no talk. need a ain't no need a rehashing there. But Can we get yeah, my team. So your original okay. question is, what gotta happen? <laughs> you we gotta, gotta fire gotta, the, you gotta fire guard packs. We have to. Yeah, and we gotta I mean, fire boiling. Boiling Boylan is in there. Boiling gotta go. Everybody gotta can. go. That's no, gotta start at the top. You know who I like as a coach though? Jerry Stackhouse. I'll take Jerry. Jerry Sackhouse, because like, he did a lot of... I just think we need... I just think that... He did a lot of development regime. for Toronto. He did. He, he developed, like, Van Fleet and DeLone Wright and, and some, of these other, some of these other guys from the come-up, like, from, from, the, from the G League and all that. And then he wants to knock you out, too, so... And then also, he got that, like, you, you said the perfect word earlier, that cachet, man, like, having it in the reserve, like, you know, as a player, that other players can... Respect on the on a personal yeah. level. He's a like you know what's what I'm saying. Name? Like what, Brandon Ingram is one of his proteges. You so know like, what I'm saying? Like Bryce, I know you independent, but you know me and Weezy, we've had them kind of bosses that if we liked them as a person, we generally were able to you know be better employees, be better you know subordinates. Just like my troops, the people that I supervise, because they respect me as a person. So when I give out certain orders. They they willing to do it because they know I've either been through it and or I will go through it with them. Definitely, and Stackhouse is going to be one of those kind of best of both worlds where, like you say, he's going to be he gets to be the player's coach because he's been in on the developmental end, 
But he's also, because of the developmental end, he's constantly has that <clears throat> rep of having to communicate with the office. So he's got that in, in the bag as well. So that's not exactly a bad look at all. Yeah. And I don't think you got to be a player's best friend. Like, this whole... No, but you know what thing, I mean. Like, this gets, is this is no, all no, bad. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Bryce. But what I'm saying is the knock is on the, on the player-friendly coaches. And it's like, no, I don't think it's about them being friends as much as relatable. And, like, you have to coach what you have present. Like, you can't treat these guys like they're not millionaires. You can't treat yeah. these guys like they high school students, because you can't treat them like you can't treat them like you they daddy or they authority. Because there's too much there's too much going on where like we know that running players into the ground is not is not good for your overall overall well being as a, as a player. So if you want to get the best out of me, okay. running me into the ground is not gonna it's not gonna work. So I know I know you about to get out of here. Uh, just to pivot over to the Lakers, getting Trevor Ariza. How do you like that? Is that is that a Wait, good? I'm sorry. Is that Say a that good move? Trevor Ariza going to the Lakers, three way deal. Caldwell Pope's probably going to get is going to be the facilitator to get Phoenix a uh, a starting point guard, starting level point guard or prospect. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you think about him? What he adds to the Lakers? I mean, I I, I like it. I don't I don't think it's perfect. What, um, what is what is perfect the, with LeBron just because James? Because of the the log jam at it that position. Time. Um, he, it gets in the way he's of some of the development minutes. of. Yeah, sure. It gets in the way of some of the development of, of the guys that play the exact same position. But what about you know the what leadership? So if you can get him, if you can get him, I think he adds value. But I don't think it's the perfect situation. In the in the playoffs, they they have a lot of they have a lot of um a, a lot of young players on their team, so they need another veteran out there. That's been that's been through it. Who's won championships? Who's been in big playoff series to kind of um, to be to be there come playoff time? Because they're gonna they're gonna be in the they're gonna be in the in the in the thick of things to come come playoff time. Like they're, well, they, I said they have a, I said when he went there that he was gonna go to the conference finals, but, and I stand I stand on that. A versatile defender uh-huh. like that who can play three positions, can knock down jump shots. Can guard, yeah, but can I mean, guard I players. Just think, like I, you need that. I think he, I think he, I think people overrate what Trevor. The, they do not. I like, think people. <laughs> you think you think I, Houston I think, is overrated, Trevor Reza right now? No, it's not about no. I, it's not. Like, it's do you not think that he's that overrated? I think, I, it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't think he's valuable. I just don't think he's a greater shooter as he pegged to be, and I don't think he's as great as a defender these days as he pegged to be. Now I know it's not as apent. And things because you know they worse than Chicago right now. In, in, in what terms way? Of culture defensively, I just don't. Defensively, I just don't, even when even in his even in his last his last look, season in Houston, I look, saw him as being effective, but I don't see him being the lockdown defender that he once was. Defensively, defensively, I'm not I'm not with you at all. His shot, his shot was was bad last year. He he missed. He went one for thirteen in game in game seven. Oh so I I see why. They felt they could even get rid of him because, like, dog, you didn't step up when we needed you most. So I can under I can understand that aspect, but he knocked down he knocked down a lot of threes, helped them out um, with his defensive versatility. That was like you're seeing that right now as we speak. They're not even Houston is not going to the playoffs. Like I, I'll put yeah. that like they're not going. They do not have enough 
They don't have enough assets to get what they need. That's fucking crazy. And and they do not have the players right there on that roster to get it done. They're not going. The West is too deep. It's too many. Yeah. There's too many teams out there that that are that are ready. That are ready what to, I'm saying uh, to is, what I'm saying and is, that show, that's because they got rid of Ariza, insert, though. What I'm saying is, insert Trevor Ariza, they don't become a playoff team. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. They were they the number because, no, they no, were the they number don't. one seed last year. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Get out you of here. You got the decline of you got the decline of Chris Paul with flies. Chris Paul is still having a decent season when he's out on the court. The, but, the, but, the but, main I mean, thing that's going wrong last year is their defense. But last year when he played. He was playing at an all-star level. He was playing at a Chris Paul level. Like he's playing, he's playing decent. Their main, their main issue right now is defense. The main person that they got rid of is Trevor Reza. That's the starter. Like he changed. You can tell he changed everything. You already had minuses on defense with, with, with uh, James, with James Harden, with Eric, with Eric Gordon. You already got terrible defenders out on the court. Adding another, yeah. like adding something with like Trevor Reza's um, capabilities to pair alongside PJ Tucker or Ma Butte. Whenever they were out on the court, they had at least two wing defenders that could help on the defensive end while while Harden and, and Gordon got busy and, and everybody else. They also got rid of Ryan Anderson, who helped get that that um that whole offense where they were just spreading everything out. Gordon and and uh, Anderson knocking down threes. Yeah, Anderson was ineffective during the during the playoffs. Regular season, he helped them out hey. tremendously. So I mean, but Ariza, Ariza was one of the main guys. So like, I I don't know what you talk about on the defensive end. I mean, but one look, of the, I even went as far guys, as if LA picked up Ariza, but but it's not, but it's not him. It's not him alone, and he's getting a lot of that him alone. Man. And I'm just telling y'all, no, but he when he plays with the right unit, don't be disappointed it, if that acquisition don't lead to that promise. No, I'm promise saying potential that everybody sees. He's, I mean, I'm but not. He's, but not you're, when you're when you're when you pair along, down on him. the I'm problem. Saying, I'm not, hold on, I'm not convinced. The problem, the problem with Houston is that you got rid of Trevor Reza, but then you didn't replace Trevor Reza. You just got, you just let him go. Yep. So there's, there is that hole hey, now. Check it out, Somebody guys. else can my, be there. My, my duty, my, my duty is calling. All right, good luck. So, appreciate uh, you joining hey, us. Shout out to Buck Matthews. Boy. Yeah. All right, my dude, stay up, stay up. For sure, you too, man. Uh, bull suck. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Last thing you heard. Last thing you heard. Hey, we're gonna take a quick break here on FIFA Sessions. I want to let that Chucky Buckets get back in here about those deep sides. But uh, if you didn't already know, slide over to Rose City Sports Talk 503. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Check out Past Junk on uh, you know the dot com and all that good stuff. All right, we out of here. Peace. Seven fifteen. Trade machine opens up. I had to mute that shit. I know. It was the channel. It wasn't letting. Yeah, me. I was like, turn that. I can. Yeah, I can I'm, hear. I'm him. cutting it. I'm cutting yeah. it. Oh, you gotta. What are you saying now?